position to square it back to Press Barkas for her first goal as a bomber. And as she so often has, secures victory. Something to celebrate for Essendon in their 150th year. The Bombers with their first AFLW win. Wales, about 45. Let's it go right to the line, and it is all the way home. A cutting debut, a hard interstate visit, and a murder at Unley. This is the Sash Women's, most definitely not the official podcast of the Essendon Football Club's women's side. And we're once again coming to you from Castaway Studios, Community Studio One here in Collingwood, a beautiful, cosy studio designed to make professional podcasting accessible to everyone. My name is Courtney, and I'm here with Geordie and Ari, still a chair empty for Dan. Um, I hope she's having a great time over in Europe. How are we feeling tonight, mates? Good. Good? Yeah. You know, disappointing weekend. Yeah. What can you do? Kind yeah. Of, kind of everything, can you? No, true. No. Feeling pretty zapped. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just... It's the heat. It's the heat. It's everything. <laughs> um, all right. Well, shall we just get straight into it? Let's do it. I mean, I'll preface this, that uh, I didn't watch the game live as I had at, what, two, three o'clock in the afternoon had been at my silly Saturday since 11 a.m. Uh, so I had no perception of time by that point. <laughs> um, and then I went to watch it back on Sunday. Ended up getting a migraine. So I'm doing real well for this week. Um, but also Foxtel didn't have the first quarter. Yeah. So and I was just like, oh, uh, what? <laughs> so, so this is related to a snake in Western Sydney. The reason why oh, that happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's all related so, to that. Yeah. So uh, for anyone that didn't see... Before the GWS game in Western Sydney, there was a red-bellied black snake. Yeah, it was a, like a juvenile. It was real little. Yeah, really little one. But they are quite poisonous. Yes, um, they are. Venomous, rather. In um, in the forward pocket. So they had to call in a snake wrangler. To, he um, was the most snake wrangling looking he looked, I've ever seen. If you were to pick a snake wrangler out of a lineup, he yeah. would be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looked disappointed that it wasn't bigger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you? I saw him on the news this morning on ABC, like <laughs> News Breakfast, and they did an interview with him. And he was just like, oh, yeah, you know, like... It wasn't that big, <laughs> and then he like got like a bigger one out of like that he had. Um, he was he was such a funny funny bloke. Um, but yeah, just the most snake catcher yeah. looking guy. He looked exactly he, like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that uh, delayed that game by half an hour, right? Which then delayed the broadcast for every other game, right? That day. Um, so we, they didn't cut to the Essendon game until quarter time, and then. Just because of the way Foxtel works, they, they don't actually put out like the. You can watch. It's hard to explain, but like in the day afterwards, you can go back and watch what they brought. Oh yeah, because you can just rewind it. Yeah, yeah, but they haven't actually put out their whole game. Right. So like, if you did it today, you'd probably be able to see the whole okay. game. Okay. But not if you did it on Sunday. Right. Just because of the way their system works. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is yeah. happening? Yeah. <laughs> so so we missed a lot of pertinent stuff. Whoever was watching it live on the next day. Yeah, that was me. Uh, and that was probably our most successful quarter, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. So good, good that I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really hard day at the office uh, for our Dons over in um, in Adelaide. So uh, Adelaide 12-9-81, defeating Essendon 5-4-34. And like we said, a lot of those scores kind of happening earlier on. Um, if you look at that worm, it looks real good in the first quarter. Not so great for the rest of the game. Yeah, we were up early. We but, were uh, up and about. Yeah. But then they just 
you know, found our weaknesses and uh, really made us pay for all of our little mistakes. Yeah, they they did look stronger, mm. quicker, mm. Um, kind of all over the ground. Yeah. Um, and, you know, early when everyone's sort of on it, we kind of matched them. I think Bannister going down was a big problem. Yeah, what happened with that? Uh, so she got concussed. Um, okay. She was actually the, laying the tackle. And, yeah. And the, the, her and the player uh, she was tackling kind of fell over backwards and she slammed her head into the ground and was uh, went up for the concussion. That was towards the end of the first quarter and, yeah. and didn't come back. Um, and I think just for the rest of the game, we kind of struggled, especially inside 50, like with keeping the ball in, mm. winning the ball, ground balls inside 50. Like our, our defensive pressure in the forward half was really bad. So as soon as Adelaide won the ball back, mm. they they would just be putting our defense under pressure like almost straight away. Um, yeah. So we did all right when we were sort of controlling the ball, but as soon as we, as soon as the ball was in dispute, we weren't winning it. They were yeah. just better. Yeah. And they had the skills across the ground to really punish it as well. Like yeah. you were saying, when we, when they did get that turnover, it was bang, 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 bang. Yeah. And yeah. Nothing you can do about that. Yeah. Well, they, despite despite what was happening on the scoreboard, we did have a few little you know nice moments in there. We had our Bonnie taking career high uh, ten marks. Um, she was amazing. Yeah, mm. the next the next highest in that game was four. Yeah. So like you know doubling it and then some. Um, Scotty finally got her specky. Yeah. She's been working so hard. She's going got hard that enough for it. straight up the back. <laughs> got that great specky in that fourth quarter. Um, wasn't ab- wasn't deterred by the one that she missed about seven minutes before. No, no, no. Yeah. It's, the just resilience is just yeah. spectacular. Yeah. Or the like uh, fourteen yeah. other attempts so far this <laughs> season. <laughs> You keep going and you'll finally stick it. Um, and we also had um, Maddie Presparkas becoming the youngest AFLW player in history to record a thousand disposals. Yeah, that's which crazy. Which is wild. Um, yeah, 22. I love that I'm uh, reading it off the um, National Indigenous Times and it's at uh, 22 years and 318 days yeah, old. Yeah, they always do that. Um, yeah, taking over uh, Mon Conti as the youngest to achieve that and is also the 12th player overall um, to hit the big 1,000, which is great. So good on you um, girls for, for getting those up. Um, but, yeah, just unfortunately didn't get the chockies at the end of the day. I do feel she'll lose that record to her sister. Yeah, probably. not too, too long a time. <laughs> it's like, I feel like they're up. constantly going to be like at heads with each other. That's why they need to be on the same team. True. So they can p- be pulling in the same direction. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just it's just head to head and that's going to break up the family. We don't like that. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't want that. Um, uh, so just one interesting bit out of the game. Yeah. So this was our 13th AFLW game yes. ever. It was... The twelfth different venue we've played those thirteen games. That's because we had nowhere to live last year. I know, but, but yes. it's crazy. Yeah, it, we, yeah so it's Port, wild. Port Melbourne is the only place we've played more than once. Yeah, we've played twice. Everywhere else we've played one game. So we effectively have not ever had home ground advantage during yeah. the game. So it's like it's quite. And amazing. yet we're still doing you know yeah. as well as we are. Yeah, like we've been pretty consistent. Yeah, for not you know it's like it's not like about Windy Hill so much or not having no, a home ground, but yeah. like. It wasn't even like we played all our home games at Port Melbourne, so that was our home ground and yeah. we got used to it. We played yeah. Icon here and there. So it's it's crazy. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> and I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that again, probably. <laughs> yeah, well, by the end of this season, those numbers will start to... Yeah. Well, we don't play that many games at Windy Hill, but no, yeah. it will It'll skew eventually. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, we talked about Bannister going down with a concussion. Um, Amber Clark having an injury. Um, what, what happened there? Did we see what happened? 
Yeah, I believe she in a in a tackling uh, in a tackling contest. She mm. sort of went down that knee a little bit awkwardly. Oh yeah. Um, but the the injury report today came out and said that uh, she's got a reasonable chance of playing this week. That's um, good. She'll be managed through the early stages of the of this week, and hopefully we'll get a full train in. And if she does, she'll probably get a gig. So that's good. It might so be right. Windy yeah. Hill this weekend. Mm. Amazing. Especially with all the all the ACLs happening around the league, there was another two this oh. week. It happens so much in women's footy. Like yeah, all women's um, sport. To be all women's sport. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's really nasty. And we've had a couple in West Brunswick this year as well. So. Um, yeah, make sure we're activating our knees, please. Uh, so none of that in our, in our, um, in our side this season. Thank you. If, um, if listeners are interested as well, there's actually, there's, I'll have to put it in the discord, but mm. there's, um, there's been quite a few good podcasts I've listened to specifically about ACLs yeah. in women's sport in general and like how much of it is anatomy related, how yeah. much of it is boots related yeah. because women find it much harder to find boots that. It's sort of a custom fit. I have I have women's footy boots. Yeah. There's a yeah, there's a company called um Ida that do yeah, women's it's, footy and it's like a more of a box toe than a and they're so comfortable. There's yeah. so much better. And it makes a huge difference. It does. You, know, you yeah, don't play in boots really that properly fit. Yeah. You run the risk of all sorts of injuries. But yeah. yeah, so it's quite it's quite interesting. Yeah. A lot of research happening on it now. Yeah, no, it's good. Um yeah, no, the first lot of footy boots that I had were um the wrong size, I think. Um, and both my toenails fell off, my big toenails. So that's, that's my footy boot injury. <laughs> um, but apart from everything, it was I, I really did enjoy that we um, ran out the game and yeah. kind of stuck to it and, and, you know, kept them reasonably scoreless towards the end there as well. And, you know, there was just a couple of few disappointing moments where I was like, oh, they just, you know, really showed their strength. Yeah. And we're just like, no, this is, this is why we're a top-tier team. Um, but no, apart from that, you know, could have been worse. I yeah, think. definitely. I think also like the 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 fact that we were able to just sort of still score consistently yes. it was really yeah. good, and that, like Bonnie is a huge part of that. Mm. Um, mm. It's quite funny actually. I was thinking about it just before that. You know, last year it was so obvious that Maddie was by far and away our best yeah. player. Yeah, and it's really not this year. Like Bonnie yeah. has been so good. Yeah, um, every game we played. Um, that, you know, she's really going to be putting in a fight for that best affairs if she keeps this up because yeah. she's just dominating. That's great. Uh, looking at the coaches' votes, largely skewed over to Adelaide. So nine for Danielle Ponta, uh, uh, equal nine with Anne Hatchard, um, six for Ebony Marinoff, six for Chelsea Biddle, uh, two for Maddie Presbarker, so that kind of keeps her with a sniff, and then one for Tia Charlton. So that puts Maddie on equal sixth with 19 votes, uh, if you're keeping up with that. Um, shall we look ahead to round four? Sure. Yeah. So we're back home against Frio at 3.05 once again this <laughs> Sunday, um, September 24th. So that's up at Windy Hill in Essendon in Nam. Um, if we're looking at how Frio went on the weekend, uh, it was 5 535 defeating Hawthorne 3 4 22. But how did they look against the Hawks? Did anyone catch that game? Um, I did catch most of it. Um, they they obviously won the match, but they didn't mm. look <clears throat> they didn't look too convincing throughout, I yeah. think. Um, barring a performance from a couple of Frio players, they wouldn't have won the game. Um, yeah. Especially after Hawthorne really worked uh, worked their way back into the game. Yeah. Later on, um, and I think it was it was clearly uh, I gotta get the pronunciation right of the of the full forward on your tie on your tie on your tie. <laughs> 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 uh, 
So we, on we, your toe. We were talking about how <laughs> great. It was a great footy name. That's, That's so was, good. Was body too good. Yeah, if it was on your too good. Then it'd be good. <laughs> yeah, on your too good. Um, we were talking about Bonnie took ten marks, which is her highest ever. But Anya took twelve marks the other day. Five Jeez. contested. Uh, a lot of those were in a Ford 50. She was unbeatable in the air. Okay. So we're um, tagging her hard then. Yeah. <laughs> which might be a bit of a struggle because she is 185 centimetres, which is two inches taller than Gamble. So trying to find the match up there might be a bit difficult. Brooke Brown, sure, I reckon. Yeah. Well, there mm, you go. I mm. think like maybe even chuck two on her because it was at points she was just unplayable yeah. against, uh, for, against Hawthorne. So I think that's something we really got to look at. Yeah. Obviously, the other one to keep an eye on is Kiara Bowers, their kind of superstar player. Um, you know, a bit of a, a taller, you know, 1.7 metre. Um, and, yeah, can just really put away all of those stats as well. She's sitting on 25 disposals, 18 kicks, 8 clearances, 8 tackles. So she can really clock them up too. Um, so, yeah, I think that one's... But, uh, yeah, good to know that Anya is another one to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, well, in Such that... Such a good it, name, sorry. It, it is a good <laughs> name. just, like, really, really got me. Um, in that way, it might sort of be similar to the Kilda game that, you know, yeah. where they had Ward Law up front who, who killed us last year in a in a team that was great at winning the ball and moving the ball. It, mm. it might be that, you know, if we beat Fremantle in the midfield, it won't really matter what on your ties sort of mm. doing up forward. Yeah. That, yeah. If we know, don't let the ball get to her yeah, exactly. in the first place. The Wardler really struggled to have an impact in that game whatsoever. Yeah. And it was because we were winning the ball. Yeah. Um, so it might be more about sort of keeping Kiara Bowers out of the game. Mm. But, um, but yeah, Frio kind of, they've been better, much better this season than last season. They were terrible last year. Yeah. Um, and they're not a bad team. They haven't played anyone fantastic yet. Yeah. Wins have come against Hawthorne at home. And West Coast, West Coast, uh, awful Hawthorne expansion club, um, playing away in Perth, travelling and all that. So that's that's not an easy trip for them. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the, I'd say these are the ones that we want to be winning these yeah. games. It's probably our, after Adelaide, our next toughest game thus far compared to what Hawthorne and St Kilda. But um, but with them travelling and everything, it's if we want to be playing finals, we've got to win these kind of games. Yeah, it's not it's not unwinnable. No. No, I, I back us in, especially, mm. I mean, our performance at Windy Hill the other week was pretty pretty, pretty good, so mm. I'd we expect can draw us the numbers to back out. us up. Yeah. I mean, we're strong favourites with the betting going into this one. That's like, good. Not that we can do betting. <laughs> yeah, I'm not telling you to do it, but I'm just saying that's what, <laughs> but that's what, that's what the thinking. odds are saying. That's yeah. what the odds are saying. It's like and it's looking like it's going to be a nice day, too. I'm just checking out the um, the old Bureau, uh, top of 20, uh, 23. Um, mostly sunny, light winds becoming northerly, 15 to 20 k's during the morning. So, yeah, it seems like a pretty stellar, perfect spring day up on Windy Hill on Sunday, mm. Avo. Well, it's been, it was nice last time. Hopefully it was it's, nice. Mm, it's good this time. Hopefully yeah. no parking issues. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be getting there a little bit earlier. <laughs> I'm sure you that. <laughs> it's an expensive day out. Oh, otherwise. my God. <laughs> All right, let's have a look around the grounds. We did mention uh, the snake on the grounds up in Blacktown. Um, there's also um, Danny Danny Laidley's doco, uh, Two Tribes, is out, uh, premieres on stand today. Um, so definitely check that one out. It looks like it's going to be really interesting. And she kind of goes into everything about like her football life as well as her life as a trans out trans woman. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to watching that. Um, and... Uh, friend of the pod, Marnie, over at The Age has done a nice profile with her as well. So 
Um, yeah, check that one out if you have time, I guess. I believe I saw a quote it. from it saying that she would be pretty keen to get into coaching again, which yeah, yeah. If, if she got a job in the AFL realm, that AFLW realm, that would be pretty awesome. Could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine her at North Melbourne? They yeah. would be oh. unstoppable. Yeah. It would be terrifying. And they already are terrifying. True. <laughs> yeah. true. I mean, what's their, actually, speaking of them, what is their percentage, percentage <laughs> after <laughs> this latest round Oh, they've gone down to a nice uh, yeah. 347.7%. <laughs> so not quite the, you know, 500 and something yeah, they I had mean, last week. To keep up 500, they basically would not have to, not be allowed to let in more than like a goal a game going forward. <laughs> it, it's it's not so much about the, you know, the, yeah, the winning yeah, margin, yeah, yeah, but what yeah, they yeah. keep the, op- the yeah, opponents to. Yeah, I mean, not... not you know, yeah. you can do that. And well, there's games I, and where people a, have kicked off. I mean, in that game, just speaking of that game, for uh, going back to the around the grounds kind of thing, mm. they, they I watched the first half of that game mm. and Geelong were mm, by far the superior team in the first half. Yeah. And then I remember looking, checking the score after the game. I was like, oh my God, they lost. Yeah. They basically didn't score for the rest yeah. of the game. But so, you know, North Melbourne looked great and Geelong are also a great team. So it's not so much of that but i think they're beatable mm. maybe not by us but yeah but by someone. someone yeah <laughs> someone out there will someone do could it. do they've it. got brisbane this week maybe that'll be a big yeah that'll, yeah, be, good, that'll yeah. be a big matchup yeah and over in our men's side uh we've had a bit of movement uh coming up into this trade and draft season yeah big news yeah big news with uh adrian dodoro uh stepping back yeah is that the the terminology that we're going for it's terminology he's going for. Okay, at least. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll let him. We'll let him <laughs> direct the narrative on that. Uh, who wants to take that one on? Yeah, well, I mean, go on. I know you want to talk <laughs> about it, Ari. Like you keep. Well, he's been there for thirty years. <laughs> true, true. And to be honest, like I don't know. I you know, I listen to the men's pod obviously, and in, in the Discord, I I don't know. I reckon Dodoro gets a bit of a bum rap, but because um, I mean, in terms of his drafting, yeah, and finding like. Diamonds in the rough. Look at what we've done in the mid-season draft. Like every single mid-season pick True. is still on our list. True. Which it's is... the high picks he doesn't get right, which <laughs> I think is where most people's anger lies. Yeah, but in saying that, that's not just that's not just him, right? He, he like the in the top end of the draft, everyone in the country knows who the top ten players are going into that that drafting. Mm. You know, there's no like, oh my god, where did they pick him from? It's never been one of those. It's never been like no one thought Aaron Francis was a top 10 pick in that draft year or, you know, whoever after that. And, you know, nowadays in AFL, in the AFL website and Fox do their phantom draft, you know, everyone knows who those top 10 picks are going to be. It's just a matter of where they fall. Mm. So it's not like it was like, like Scott Gumbleton maybe back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sweet maybe that's Gumby. one where no one thought he was going to be, you know, anything, what, what, you know, he was like going to be a pit in the twenties or whatever, but he mm. ends up at, in in the top five. But apart from that, <laughs> you know, it's just that they didn't work out. Mm. I don't know if you can blame. You know, in Francis was picked one spot before Parish. Parish has turned out all right. You know, I saw Parish the other day. Where? Sorry, where did you uh, check on, it on your footy? Did you, did you, what, on no, I, I did put it in the Discord actually. Uh, I was wearing my Newbrick shirt and I was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, uh, just on Sydney Road in Brunswick. I was like walking to Bunnings on Monday morning. He was standing at the lights and I was like, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, please yeah. continue. Sorry, that was so just I, my I, little I sidebar. I don't know. I think you get, I think, I don't know. I, I put more stock on what you're able to do with 
every pick up to 20 because, mm. you know, you assume that a player picked in the top 10 can play football and to make a decent team, you need to be able to get players and pick 45 and 50 who and were shine like... Shine them up. Yeah, who was yeah. like, you know, Jimmy Bartell at pick 30 and Joel Selwood at pick 40, whatever he was, and James Hurd at 75. You know, though that's how you yeah. make a team. It's not, It's not getting, you know one, two, and three for 10 years in a row. It's never going to happen yeah. unless you're North Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I love that you were like speaking and looking at me like I know exactly where all of these people were picked. And I'm like, I had no idea. No, so no, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying. No, that, it's true. You know, it's true. It's true. That That is where the strength is of like, yeah, finding those diamonds in the rough. Yeah. And, and yeah, really turning them into, you know, great footballers. Yeah, like Mac Welfie, you know, top three best and fairest. Exactly. Sweet Welfie. 70 something. You Bless know, him. That's a great pick. So this has all happened because um, we've picked up a former West Coast and Gold Coast player, Matt Rosa. Um, and so he's joining us in the position of AFL talent and operations manager. And it's also like after, what's his name? Josh Mahoney? Yeah, Josh Mahoney um, stepped back, uh, stepped away as well. So, And it also looks like it was... Um, Dodora's move too, like that he's, you know, there's a quote here saying, I approached Craig, which is a Vozo, our club CEO, back in April to discuss the concept of transition. And I feel that now is the right time to make this decision. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a step back from his current senior role and transitioning to and assisting Matt Rosa moving forward. So whether that's kind of like within Rosa's like team and is a report or like is more of like an advisory role or... Yeah, it does sound like they're restructuring mm. that whole behind well, the yeah, scenes thing a little bit. Well, yeah, if Rose is coming in as both talent and ops manager. Yeah, so it sounds like he's sort of, they're creating a new role, which is going to oversee both the footy department and the uh, talent and ID mm. department. Mm. And maybe Dodora is going to be working for him in that area. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of not as full time, not as full Yeah. On. You know what? Man deserves to sit down. <laughs> yeah, it's been, you know... It's been a long time. A, he's put in a shift. Have a break, babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, for those who are wondering, he will continue in his current job through the upcoming trade and draft period. So we've got one more season of him finding diamonds in the rough yeah. and annoying everyone uh, in the process. Um, and then he'll, yeah, step back and let Rosa take the reins. Well, if he fixes our back line, then that, that's a good leaving present. Yeah. He's like, I saved the best to last. Yeah, because that's, that's, <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> All right. We, I don't think we had any questions from our uh, premium members on Discord, but if you do want to join in the conversation, um, you can find subscription links on our socials. I'm actually just going to do one last little – this is a live check. Anyone in Discord that wants to talk to us? No. Um, all of the pod questions are just uh, all for the men's pod, um, asking us what the fuck's going on. Why are we so shit? Um, so that's pretty much <laughs> everything well, that's going on in there. Question. That or chestnut. But if you do want to come in and ask that question, uh, you can join <laughs> up to our Discord uh, in the socials. Um, so I reckon let's go straight into our player highlights, our nice new um, segment that we've got this season. And this one is a new faces edition. I decided to go for some players that we, you know, have only just debuted for us this season, might not have seen around, might not know too much about their background. Um, so let's get into that after we have a quick break.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Sash Women's and we're going to get into some player highlights, uh, have a bit of a look through of some of our new faces that we've met um, this season. We did have one debut this week from our new number 18, Leah Cutting. Do you want to go through her, um, Ari? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so uh, number 18, Leah Cutting. She is 31 years old and a ruck. Uh, she's originally from Morfittville Park and then Norwood in Adelaide. Mm. Uh, so she actually debuted in Adelaide um, for us, which is fitting. Um, previously played seven AFLW games prior to this week, all for St Kilda. And we picked her up as a delisted free agent after she missed out on season seven, which was our debut season due to work commitments. And she has represented Australia as a swimmer. There you go. That's cool. Jordy? Um, I'll go through Brooke Brown, uh, who I think importantly wears long sleeves quite often, which is... What, what's the number on her back? 20, uh, 36. There you go. 36 in the long <laughs> sleeves. Um, she's twenty six year old, twenty six year old tall defender, uh, originally from Ulverston in Launceston in Tassie. Uh, she was a priority signing during the during the twenty twenty three PSP window. She, What's the PSP again? Is that supplementary pick? Priority priority signing period. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was for it was for the expansion oh, the clubs from yeah. last year who got a, uh, to take a few players from other clubs for this year. Cool. Also, PlayStation Portable for anyone. (laughs) (laughs) An elite gaming console. I was actually more of a Nintendo DS guy. Yeah, Yeah, no, I was a Nintendo girly. She's played 24 games for North. Mm -hmm. Uh, An all-round athlete having played NBL 1 level basketball, touch rugby and track. And track and field. And track and field. <laughs> track and all, of the, all of the athletics prior to her AFL career. And weirdly enough, can do a Rubik's Cube very, very, very quickly. But unsurprisingly, that is quite common amongst AFL I reckon we should get I've all heard. of the uh, like the players that can do Rubik's Cubes to like... Competition. Yeah. Maybe see who can do it the fastest. Instead of like the grand final sprint, we'll just get yeah. them all sitting on the Longest oval. Longest Don't cubes. need that shit. Let's yeah. do Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> So I love that she has like not only is she an insane like physical athlete, also very good like mental athlete mm. as well. Mm. A weapon. Glad yeah. she's with us and not with North. Nimble, <laughs> nimble fingers helps with you know chucking the hand. Yeah, pass quick out hands. Quickly. Yeah, quick hands. It's great. Um, and number seven uh, is Cody Jacques. Uh, she's currently, I think she's coming back in this week. She was suspended last week. Suspended, yeah. Um, but she is a 22-year-old small defender traded over from the Richmond Tigers where she played four seasons with them, uh, 2020 through to season seven. Um, a junior with Bendigo's, for, so from our kind of northwest way. Um, she's played 28 career AFLW games and she, I believe, is currently dating Taylor Harris, so we might spot her at a few games. Yeah, we did see them both in the crowd for... Essendon AFL men's mm. games this year a few times. That's so, right. So we need Maddie to work on Georgie and we need Cody to work on Taylor. And yeah. we will <laughs> flag favourites. Unbeatable. Yeah. We'll just, yeah, somehow have, no, I don't reckon we'll ever get Emma Carney. It's fine. <laughs> Not Emma Carney. No, what's her Ellie name? Blackburn. Ellie Blackburn. Ellie Blackburn. Also uh, Jasmine Garner. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take Fleming too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just all of a sudden, like, really imagine, imagine this powerful. Can we sign up on your tie it. before the weekend as well? That'd be quite helpful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before she has to play against us. Um, so that's us for this week. Quite short, quick, I think. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Why not? Get down to Windy Hill. This yeah, weekend. please do. It'll let's, be a lot of fun. Let's break the record. 
that we set last week with a new one. So yeah. we need like 4,000 people. Yeah, what do we have? What's the cap three, there? The cap is 5,500. Okay. So we okay. had 3,900 and something. Okay. Um, we need to hit four. We need a four. I reckon four. Yeah. Let's do it. Come down, have a couple of tins on a lovely Sunday afternoon. Uh, kick a footy around. Park responsibly. Park responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. I don't know. It's not, I'm not your mum. Um, and we'll see you there. Come on the planes. Up, Up the, the planes. planes.